Gracious God, we pray that you would take our, our time, our talents, our money, our presence to bring your caring presence and healing justice to our world. Amen. So the COVID vaccine has a microchip in it so that Bill Gates can take over the world. Did you know this? The earth is flat. The moon landing was fake. Disney created the movie Frozen to distract the world from the truth that Walt Disney himself was cryogenically frozen after he died so that he could be reanimated, if you will, in the future. I just want you to just take a moment to enjoy what I've been enjoying most of this week, that line that Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen and could be reanimated. I mean, isn't that brilliant, right? Like Walt Disney reanimated? I thought it was fantastic. I don't know about you. Obviously not nearly as exciting. <laughs> reanimated? No, nothing? You got it? Okay. <laughs> of course, the anonymous source Q of QAnon has all kinds of wacky conspiracy theories about satanic child trafficking cannibalistic elites in Washington and Hollywood who conspired to overthrow a particular president in 2020. I don't know about you, but I got a, more than a few emails from, from some family members passing on messages from Q about what was really happening or what really happened. Anyone else? But I have to say that QAnon isn't the first or even the most interesting Q in history. I mean, you have Q, the brilliant MI6 inventor from the James Bond movies, right? <laughs> Who invented things like flamethrowing bagpipes, exploding toothpaste, and shark-inflating pills. I mean, Q is probably like the best part of those movies, right? <laughs> but long before QAnon or James Bond, you had Koheleth, the mysterious character or author of the book of Ecclesiastes, whose name begins with Q. So let's listen to what Q has to say to us in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, 12 through 18. I, Koheleth, I, the teacher or the sage, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to humans to be busy with. I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun and see all, all is smoke, all is vanity, all is meaningless and a chasing after the wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be counted. I said to myself, I have acquired great wisdom surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me, and my mind has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my mind to no wisdom and to no madness and folly. I perceived that this also was but a chasing after the wind. For in much wisdom is much vexation, and those who increase in knowledge increase in sorrow. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. So, what connects all of these cues together, of course, is the Illuminati. No, <laughs> just kidding. It's not the Illuminati. What connects Koheleth with QAnon is that both lived in a world that feels unpredictable and out of control. Can you feel that? Do you feel like you live in a world that is unpredictable and out of control? Of course. Koheleth, like us, lived in a world that was rapidly changing, with empires and economies moving at increasingly faster and faster and faster speeds. So before we become too judgmental about people who believe in conspiracy theories, there is a common human struggle that we all share. There's a common struggle that we all share. Life at times feels, feel, feels futile, uncertain, and, and completely random, out of control. It feels like the bottom could fall out from underneath us at any moment. So, of course, we want answers. Of course, we want some level of control. Of course, we want some way to manage our fear and anxiety. I do. Psychologist Dr. Jade Wu tells us that believing conspiracy theories actually provides a short-term appeal, especially when things feel out of control. When we're struggling and afraid and don't know why the world is the way that the world is, conspiracy theories give us an answer. It's the deep state. It's an alien invasion. It's a fake virus. Whatever it is, any answer, even if it's wild, feels better than not knowing at all. And since any attempt at disproving these theories is just evidence of a larger cover-up, people can believe these things with a high level of certainty. And certainty feels good, doesn't it? Certainty feels like stability, something that won't move. Certainty feels good, and stability feels good, even if that stability is fake. So conspiracy theories offer a sense of, of safety and control, according to Dr. Wu. If I believed that COVID was not real, well, then I would feel safer in this world, at least until I got sick, right? And if everything is a big conspiracy or a government conspiracy, then maybe there's something that we can do about it. All I need to do to make our world a better place, all I need to do to make our world a safer place for me and everyone else is constantly email my family about what I'm learning on YouTube, right? I just need to be posting what the truth is, what's really happening. Or maybe we need to storm the Capitol. Whatever it is, we have something to do. There's some level of control. And don't we all want to feel safe? Like, Don't we all want to feel like we have some level of control in this world. Last, conspiracy theories can also make us feel better about ourselves because if, if we've discovered something that apparently nobody else has figured out all around us, then we're obviously smarter than everybody else, right? And who doesn't want to feel better about themselves? I know at, at times for most of us in this world, it can all seem so crazy. But it's not entirely crazy if we think about our common human struggle, our common human desires and fears. We all want answers. We all want to be safe. We all want to feel better about ourselves. 
So let's pause just for a moment and make sure that you're not hearing what I'm not saying. To be clear, I'm not actually advocating for conspiracy theories or for QAnon or for any of those things. I believe in facts and in science. And, and as we've seen recently with COVID and January 6th, like conspiracy theories can be deadly, like really dangerous, right? Plus, as it turns out, they're not actually a particularly healthy way of managing our fear and our anxiety, primarily because the deeper we go into conspiracy theories, the more we begin to believe that we cannot trust anyone or anything. Like, danger is around every single corner, which only makes life, like, more terrifying, right? So, Koheleth, this character, author, persona, whatever, whatever Koheleth is, in the book of Ecclesiastes, is living in a world of fear and uncertainty just like us. Just like us. But instead of making stuff up, or instead of, of plugging their ears and singing, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, this cue says, it's actually worse than you think. <laughs> Life is like smoke. We're here today and gone tomorrow. Life is short. Life is out of control. Life does feel futile. Like we're, we're pushing this boulder up a hill and it just keeps falling back down, right? What is crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be counted. It's all a chasing after the wind. For as much as things change, everything remains the same. Do you ever feel that way? Like those, that feels like some, something that I feel a lot. I thought we were making progress, but the more we learn, the more we live, the more we open ourselves up to sorrow. Ah. So wait, how is this better? <laughs> like, where, where are we going exactly? Well, I'm not entirely sure, honestly. Ecclesiastes has like, confused people throughout the ages. But, but for us, the rhythm of our faith as Christians is this faith story of Jesus' life death, and resurrection. We go through the pain of the cross to healing on the other side. We go through the darkness to the light that is there on the other side. And I'm not talking about life after death. I'm talking about facing, honestly, whatever is real in this world here and now. Whatever is real, even if it's sorrow, even if it's pain, even if it's darkness, to discover what is true and good on the other side of it. When I was serving as a chaplain um, at a hospital in Seattle, I was called to visit a patient uh, on hospice who had expressed to his family that he wanted to die, and, and they wanted a chaplain to talk to him. So I went and I visited him, and, and I sat down next to his bed, and I said, why do you want to die? But, but let's be clear, I had no interest in hearing what he had to say in part because I knew that the family wanted me to make him feel better, in part because I was terrified about what he might say. I was afraid of what he was going through. And so instead of listening, I, I just tried to look at the bright side of things to somebody who's on hospice. Like, what about your family who loves you, who, who's here? What about God? What about life? Isn't there anything good about life that, that you've enjoyed? 
And he just looked at me with tired, depressed eyes and said, I just want to die. And I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, I am terrible at this job. And in, inwardly, I was anxiously praying, God, help. Like, God, help. Like, I, I just, I'm way out of my league here. And then I heard this inner voice in my head, and maybe it was my own thoughts, maybe it was the voice of God, maybe it was some combination of both, but, but this voice said so clearly, listen to him. And I was like, I have. <laughs> Like, I have listened. No, listen to him. All right, so I asked again, why do you want to die? And he said, I've worked hard my entire life with very little to show for it, chasing after the wind, right? I've lived in poverty. I can no longer work, and I feel like I'm a burden to my family. I have cancer running throughout my body. I'm in pain and the doctors can't do anything for me. I just want the suffering to end. And instead of trying to avoid the negative, I just listened and I, I said, yeah, hmm. yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense that you want to die and and it's okay. Like, it's really okay. It was a beautiful day. This was in Seattle, so it was sort of uncommon. <laughs> a beautiful day. The type of day that doesn't really make sense when you're facing this kind of pain. Dark clouds. They would make a lot more sense in this particular situation. But at the end of our conversation, he, he said to me, can you help me out of bed? I would like to go outside so that I can dance with my wife in the sunshine. Wait, what? Like, that actually worked? Right? Like, listening to him actually worked? I, I believe this is what Koheleth, what the book of Ecclesiastes discovered. The more we try to suppress the negative, the more we suppress the positive. The more we try to numb the pain, the more we numb joy. Instead, perhaps Q, this particular Q, is inviting us to move toward whatever is real. Whatever is real in this life so that we might discover the light that is there on the other side of darkness, so that we might experience whatever is good on the other side of our fear and our anxiety. Please join me in prayer. Jesus, we pray that you would walk with us through all that life brings us, the good and the bad and everything in between. While we have breath, Help us to enjoy this fragile and beautiful life. Amen.